Hey y'all, welcome back to a Monday, June 20th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, on today's show, we got sports reporters who have indeed reassembled uh, the Daily Beast, Robert Silverman, and the Detroit Free Press's Andrew Hammond uh, coming a couple days later uh, here on the podcast. But, you know, I was just happy to get that uh, podcast back and uh, just the gang back together this weekend. So, missed talking to Andrew and Bob. So, it was great to have them back on uh, the Chase Mills Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Uh, go to bluewirepods.com today and check out all of our other great shows all across the Blue Wire Pod Network. Uh, we've got Insight with Chris Van Fleet, uh, Spinsters with Haley O'Shaughnessy and Jordan Liggins. We've got uh, The Long Shot with Duncan Robinson, Greenlight, Chris Long, all kinds of great shows all across the Blue Wire Pod Network. Go check those out today. Go subscribe to my newsletter, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. That's me, all my written content over there, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type your email and uh, be a subscriber today. It's that easy, that simple. Do it today and uh, all that good stuff tweet at me chase double underscore thomas uh like the facebook page at facebook.com slash chase thomas writer and of course yeah we're on youtube everything's on youtube uh all kinds of great video content uh that show and that channel is doing really well so i'm really excited to see where that goes uh, over the rest of the summer so make sure that you like and subscribe and are checking out our youtube channel youtube.com slash chase thomas podcast and all that good stuff so there you go email the program chase thomas podcast at gmail.com and all of that good stuff. And I will talk to y'all. Why am I saying talk to y'all like I'm wrapping up the pod? No, we're about to get started. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas pod, the Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back. The sports reporters, we have indeed reassembled on a different day. Yeah, we're taping this early on a Sunday morning with Bob Silverman. He's dancing on camera. Bob, is that you? Bob, you He's look incredible. You no, 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 no. Is that, that Bob Silverman? Okay. No, no, that was terrible. That was awful. That was so awful. That was such bad <laughs> acting. I've, I, what Chase is trying to say in the most ham-handed kind of way is that, yes, I have been on a keto diet and I have dropped a couple of pounds. Not unlike Jason Whitlock, by the way. I don't know if you've all noticed this. Jason's lost some weight. Okay. So I noticed between, that he's lost yeah, weight, but he's grown his hair. So well, is it kind of like a like a like not, a Play-Doh that's, thing? That's not that that's a fondant ass hair piece that he's got going on there. Ooh. Did you notice that everybody? Allegedly. Did you notice that everybody from Fox FS1. Sports? Yeah. FS One. There was this stretch. I, I think it was right. It was. I think it was 2019. I think it was. Yeah, right it was 2019. It was 2018, 2019. 2018, 2019. Yeah. Suddenly, every one of the FS1 talking heads got a little more bushy up top. Mm. Nick, I've known Nick, Nick Wright. Wright. Yeah. I've Nick known Wright. Nick Wright since he was in Kansas City. That, told, in that fairness, thing had been bald for decades. He denies it. He, he claims that is a that's all natural up top. I'm just saying we're, we're both sides. And I'm the queen of England. Both sides. Both sides heard. We noticed Nick Wright getting a little bit more hirsute, but mm-hmm. Nick Wright has said that's a full head of hair. Same goes for Jason Whitlock, who doesn't really wear fedoras so much anymore because mm. he's got a full full head of hair. Look, I don't, I, forever. I don't begrudge. I don't begrudge any male person who wants to get, you know, a touch up. 
Let's go. Oh, agreed. I don't. I don't. I, I won't hit on him at all. No, no. Look, if if if, if I had the means to drop six figures on an actual good hairpiece or hair plugs. I don't I, think I trust it enough. I don't think I'll ever do it because you heard that Joe Buck thing where he got he was addicted to it and then he almost right. lost his voice forever. Right. And I was like, I don't know. Wait a, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So he got hair plugs? He's yeah. been doing it for years. Yeah, years. But, but he got what, addicted he, to it. Got, yes. I feel like he got, I think if I'm remembering correctly, there was a complication. With yes. It's, look, it's a surgical procedure. Yes. You get a local so when you keep it, doing it, it over and over procedure. again, like there's a chance that like it goes Every wrong. Every time it's a roll of the dice and there's Surgeries have complications yep. all the time if you really oh, want to wow. scare people on the But he pod. lost his voice for a while, yeah. I seem to recall. Yeah, yeah. Like 2011 he did, yeah. Mm. Yeah, by the way, fans of fans of excessive Googling, do not look up what percentage of deaths that occur in hospitals are due to medical error. It will absolutely terrify. Yeah, I would never, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things I feel like, you know what, There's I'm no, better off not knowing. Yeah. There's no, there is no way to crunch the data and know with exact certainty what percentage, but all of the, because doctors say are not uh, incentivized to let it be known exactly when there was a preventable death. Right. Um, but the higher estimates say 30%. Uh, 30% I'm what? I'm good. I'm good. 30% uh, I, of again, what? All surgeries? Uh, no, fact check me on this. 30% of the deaths that occur of people in hospitals are due to medical error. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's, I believe. Let's, that let's talk a, sports. We're talking also here, sports. Andrew Hammond, Detroit Free Press. Okay. He's here. And in any case, Jason Whitlock, quality yeah. hairpiece. Oh, he moved on in. Allegedly. You don't get an introduction. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he, I think he's lost like about 40 or 50 pounds, so good on him. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's still... 10% of that was in his wild, brain. Truly some wild takes this week. But, uh, you know, look, we want to support people who are getting healthy. So yeah. I'm doing that. The takes were Andrew, wild. But like I said in Andrew the group Hammond chat. Andrew Hammond from the Detroit Press. What, what do you think about uh, What do you think about the world that we're living in right now? I love that How question. long you got? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a loaded question, Bob. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, how long you got? I mean, because let's let's keep it a buck. You've got an insecure, a, a borderline insecure dynasty in the NBA. Um, you've got... Well, I, was falling blown, off the I was blown away by the Warriors just, like, drubbing the Celtic Blaster games. I didn't think they had... Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that, Bob, or Andrew? Did you, did you hear about that? The yeah. How did that go? Not great. No. I'm sorry, hey, hey Chase, how did Tennessee editing. baseball do? Hey, hey, wow. hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. oh, 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 the shoe, I believe the shoe is on the other foot, buddy. Shots are being fired. Folks. But no, honestly, I'm okay with like, and people, it's weird because the sport, the whole sports culture, you think, oh, if you... You shouldn't just be happy to make the title game. You should be mad because you lost. And I'm just over here like, you know what? They've had close calls to get to the finals for the last decade. And the fact that they got there, you're still in that window. You just hope you can capitalize and learn from it. Because, I mean, let's be let's keep it a buck. Jason Tatum sucked yeah, in his finals. Did. Yeah, he did. He was absolutely terrible. And... Um, yeah, it's hmm. The greatest shooter of all time decides to step up and probably put together the the two best games of his career in the in the postseason. Hmm. 
How about that? I just not, I wonder not if it comes upset. out. He's just. I think he was worn down, man. Who Tatum, Tatum? I think was worn down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that. So the first game, I thought they played it perfectly. You stay yeah. on the front foot because they they were they were just missing shots, and then Golden yeah, State game cooled two, off. Right, like he scored pretty decently in game two, as yeah. you recall. Yeah, but I mean, they they needed to stay on the front foot the entire series. Once it got back to two two, that's when you go. You got to reset. You got yeah. you got to reset. You it is zero zero, and I don't think they didn't do that because game five was just well that, you can't replace those right 12 minutes from ennis canner freedom like that's one of those issues where oh, God, if you do the math God. on ennis canner freedom in the rotation that was the difference uh yeah. which is which is ironic because it was mm-hmm. like man has anybody noticed this team got better once he left <sighs> Oof. good times yeah, um, it, I don't know. It was still an interesting finals, and it was. Um, I like that Steph was having fun. I will say, it's interesting right now to see the response to Draymond, and Draymond said he's going to keep potting, and uh, that's just how it's going to be. And people love it. I think his pod's always in like the top three in the reaction pods yeah. and all that on Apple Podcasts and all the charts and stuff. And um, I think I like Draymond, uh, but I will say the the always online and like the beef he has with Jaw overnight. It's and, weird. It's, it's not going to stop. I'm like, this is not sustainable. I just well, look at it. I'm like, this is not not sustainable to, for to Draymond. Me, it, it feels very in. I feel like this is a safe space. Mm. Um, and I don't know why, but it feels like this Warriors team and kind of connects to the fan base a bit is a bit insecure. At times. Oh, they're just, they're just, they're and it's like we know you're great. You don't have to tell us how great you are, but if you don't tell them how great they are, then they get upset, and so you're just kind of like, what, what more can you do? Are, are like, we really gonna? Are we gonna? Do? I don't know if you want to go straight into the failures and the the eccentricities and the neuroses of Warriors fans. Not when we're dealing with Oh you mean oh you oh you mean the fact that the half of them were Lakers fans and then once the Lakers went to crap they were like No, no, I was I was more thinking about Boston fans and Oh it, you know, it, it's funny because even with Boston fans, like you look at the celebrity Boston fans, I hate when they not, do but... celebrity row at Boston games <laughs> because you're just like Oh great! There's Robert Kraft. Okay, fine. And then Dave oh, Portnoy, and you're just and like oh, Matt Damon God. and Affleck, and yeah, and Mark and it's, it's and, yeah. It, but the funny thing is, I like was, even Wahlberg, I'm, so, I'm so disappointed in Papa Fieri for for, for hanging out. I'm just I'm like, uh, uh, I'm Papa. I'm Don't meet your heroes, it. kids. Papa, get <laughs> yes, Um, just I want to clarify one thing. Uh, according to a controversial study, mm. uh, it says that about 10% of all, it, that, that medical error is one of the higher ranking causes of death in the United States. It's not 30%, so that is way too high. Uh, that number was wrong. I fake news. I apologize. In a, controver- in a controversial study, it says that there were, in, in the leading year, I think this study from 2018, there were about 250,000 deaths a year due to medical error. 250,000? Yeah. And of course, it's still controversial, and it would say that it would be ten percent of all 
it's like the third leading cause of death in the United States. Ain't no way. I mean, I again, these are disputed. If you talk to anyone in the medical profession, they will. Uh, it, look, it's not a problem that can be addressed in a way that doesn't that doesn't cause people in the profession to get defensive and or really, really get their hackles up. In any mm. case, Celtics fans. Yes, the Celtics fan celebrity role really is a cursed montage. Absolutely, it's <laughs> just the worst. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Look, I, I, I kind of have a weird... I, I respect Ben Affleck's Celtics fandom and his, his Red Sox fandom. It's it's fine. He likes his guys. Just for the just for the memes of him getting Dunkin' Donuts coffee while wearing a Red Sox shirt and... Yeah. Okay. And, and, and stress the hell out like a perpetual Boston One dad. of us. One of us. Yeah, that's the thing. The Celtics and the Red Sox and certainly the Patriots... Uh, and, Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots, and even the Bruins have had a really good run the last dec- like couple of decades. Yeah. I th- and yet they still run around going, "You think you're better than me?" Anytime, <laughs> anytime there's the slightest bit of adversity that faces one of these. But see, that like is part of what makes it's interesting. Did you see that list of like the best sports cities and best sports fans and stuff like that? And I see this a lot with Atlanta, where Atlanta fans get very insecure and very pushbacky over um when atlanta is kind of pooped on as a sports town and as someone from atlanta and like it's still a college football town it's still like an nfl and nba town but nba as a whole like if you go to a hawks game and the lakers are in town there's there's a lot of mixture if you go to the knicks are in town there's a mixture and it's like it's one of those things where you can be a super fan and like there's still a lot of fans who are good about it but it's like it's still it's a good sports town for like general sports but it's not not the same like i'm in knoxville like i will tell you it is different knoxville i would say is a better sports town than atlanta because these people they really really eat and breathe and live and die and we'll like have this mentality we're like we'll throw mustard and golf balls on the field if we don't like your calls like that's it's it's definitely more intense, and I'm just like, it's just, it's fine, Atlanta. Like, you, it's you know a huge city, get, a lot of transplants. It's just how it is. Yeah. You know who's about to get insufferable over the next few months? Which Who? fandom? Yankees fans. Do you think so? Oh, yeah, because they're back. They're back. But they haven't People won a title since, what, 2010? That, you know, it's funny. That didn't stop <laughs> them in the gap between 2000 and 2009. Mm. That didn't stop them because... <laughs> It officially like they officially got annoying mm. when Boston won. It, that's they when it did. was they very. That's like I meant throughout all the 2010s when the Yankees had. I, I still don't think they had a losing record that entire stretch. I don't think they've had a losing record since. Uh, we're, uh, Jamie, look this up for me. <laughs> um, I don't think. I mean, they may have had one in the 2020 in the COVID year, but I don't think the Yankees have had a losing record in a full season since before. But didn't they make the ALCS in 20? Or didn't they make the playoffs in 2020? They made the playoffs. They made. I think they did. I don't think they got a losing season in 2020. They haven't had a losing season. Was 2020? I think they played the Twins in 2020, didn't they? Yeah, they played the Twins every year somehow. Um, But they were. They went to the playoffs throughout. They had one year where it looked like they were sort of rebuilding, and they. And they like shipped Chapman out again, and mm. and and in like 2016, 2017. Yeah, was, didn't they get that the was the Cubs, Cubs, right? They traded Chapman yeah. to the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. they traded to the Cubs, and they dealt away a bunch of their guys, and they still finished with like yeah 
a winning record that year somehow. They've been consi- they have been good. The Yankees have been a winning baseball team mm. for 25 years, and yet they got and yet the moment and, and they have, the Yankees fans have nothing to complain about hurting wise, and yet they are constantly feeling aggrieved and put upon that they are not fetid. Cashman is in like the worst spot as a GM where because it, it's understood that you have this uh, unfair advantage as being the general manager for the Yankees, but also like we see there the Phillies spend like the Phillies are spending really okay. well. Let's yeah. talk about let's talk about the Windhorse quote. Does uh, it make me mad on the yes? Internet? For folks that are not familiar with his familiar. particular quote, what did he say? Uh, I'm going to paraphrase Wendy right now. Apologies. Okay. Uh, this, I don't know if this counts as aggregation, so please don't get mad. Yeah. Um, uh, the, he said basically that other teams are competing. The, the Warriors payroll this year because mm-hmm. of the luxury tax they're paying. They're, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $340 million. Mm-hmm. The, Warriors, the Warriors are still turning. The Warriors are not in any. It's not like they are bleeding cash here. It's not, you know, it's not like they're in the red because of this annual payroll. They just opened a very, very fancy state-of-the-art stadium in San Francisco, arena in San Francisco. They are, I think, the they're the third most valuable team in the NBA per Forbes. I think it's Knicks, Lakers, and then the Warriors. Yeah. They're doing fine. Their payroll is, they are paying people a fair wage for their job. Um, and yet Windhorse says that, well, other teams not only have to compete with the Warriors on the court, they have to compete compete with their financial largesse and that that is the implication it seemed was that is somehow an unfair advantage that the Warriors possess over the rest of the league because they can spend $340 million per year in player salaries I would argue there are a great many other owners who could in fact match that that payroll by the Warriors and the fact that they are not that other teams are not able to compete with that Warriors size payroll even in the era of the you know the the salary cap is it's just allowing owners to to skimp and save and, and turn and and turn a larger profit from and we have a soft cap like the NBA is a soft yeah. cap like there's yeah. I, that's the other frustrating thing is like we're saying we're the cap doesn't exist it's not right. real it's not real in any sport it is it is merely an attempt to artificially, it's it's a justification used by teams that aren't actually trying to artificially suppress wages. It's just well, it's that, and I also look at what the Warriors have done, and this kind of dovetails into the other, as Bob is adjusting. Know, this this, this kind of dovetails mm-hmm. into the other Warriors insecurity that I maybe sometimes sense is they. I feel like Warriors fans, some understand, but most don't understand the fact that you guys are probably the most in, in you can say improbable dynasty. It's not. There, there were a series of three or four unlikely events that allowed them to yeah, start. And, they got... and, and it's like, you guys are kind of sort of the most improbable dynasty and you guys kept it going, which is great. And nobody's hating on that. Yeah. But, like, you... you Enjoy this, guys. This yeah. Is good stuff. It, it, and the fact that you guys got back, that's great. You're probably going to be back maybe next year and the year after. But, buddy, when that ride stops... 
Well, that's what's interesting, too. When you read, um, there's a really good piece in Sporting News. Stephen No, he's been a long time NBA writer. I think it was the Bulls first. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wrote about the Warriors and like what the next couple of years look like. And uh, there's a stat. I, did, I haven't been familiar with it. Do you all know about Darko? It's a public predictive NBA model that predicts okay. when a player is going to retire. And yeah, I think I might have heard about it, but not like... Well, I went through it, and it was interesting. So, And, and he has a piece where he highlights uh, estimated retirement age. Mm-hmm. Curry's got 4.9 years left. Retirement yeah. at 39.1. Thompson, though, 35.7. He's got three and a half left. Green, uh, 36.6, 4.3 years left. But you look at the drop-off in terms of Raptor rate numbers, and like yeah. no one sees Thompson coming back. Draymond's going to have a significant drop-off. And Curry going from 10.2 Raptor... Uh, in 2023 to 7.2 like it's just it's kind of reminds me of the Spurs thing where you assume that you're just gonna unless you the Spurs had it all I mean they did have themselves if they were look they're Popovich's entire plan was okay uh Kawhi's gonna take over for for Tim Duncan and, and he had Ro- he went from Robinson to Duncan to Kawhi and that's Kawhi. extremely and difficult that was, to that pull was off. the plan and then Kawhi said actually yeah no I'm gonna I want to play in my hometown and so that but Golden State doesn't have the next done. Steph ready so it's like one of those things no, when you're like yeah Kaminga's cool Moses is cool Steph ready like you're talking about a top 10 well no hold on player. they could have if they had like if they take Lonzo Ball or Melo Ball excuse me if you but you have Wiseman who yeah, I guess that you would still a, say is a un, but that, that number two whip. pick yeah, you can't whiff there if you want to keep this thing going. Like that cannot be a whiff. It's so true. that team would be really fascinating with Lamelo Ball there. I yeah. mean, I kind of feel like just as a as a basketball fan, I don't think Lamelo would have as many opportunities to freelance and channel his inner Pete Maravich. Was he? I mean, could you imagine him Steph? finding Steph in all kinds of amazing like him and there like, would just, be they would they would take Steph off the ball most of the time and just have him be. It would extend his career though. Yeah, would, yeah. like it it's just that, so yeah. They did they whiffed on that number two pick, which mm. is weird because it, like by then I think people had realized that the value of centers was traditional yeah. big has already started to really really. Like it's it's a weird draft this year because all of the supposed top players are fours and fives in various stripes, mm-hmm. and it's I, I don't know. We get do we do we want to get into the Chet Holmgren discourse at this point in the pod? Sure, screw it, I'm ready. Said. Do you have a Chet Holmgren take, Bob? Have you been in the archives? Have you been hitting the YouTube? Are you ready to go? You watching some I've, Zags I've, tape? I've been I've been on NBADraft.net. <laughs> I've been watching the YouTube comps. I've been I've been crunching the. I've been eating tape, man. I've been eating Atta tape boy. And crunching the numbers. Um, Find someone who loves the draft as am, much as Bob loves the draft. I am not impressed with Chet Holmgren. Thank you. I just Thank don't. you. I don't see it. I have. I. I remember. I. I understand theoretically why he is a valuable NBA player. He can stretch the floor. He can protect the rim. And if you need to go on a long road trip, you can probably fit him in the trunk of a car if you fold him up right. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Bob. Thank you. But, but I, I just, I mean, even leaving aside the fact that he doesn't have, like, not only does he not have the strength now, but his physical, his his body, like that extreme ectomorphic body type, I don't see how he can put on the kind of strength 
needed to withstand the, the rigors of day-to-day NBA play. Not like he's got a guard, you know, Shaq in the post or anything like that on a regular basis. Like, that type can survive now. It's not like he's going to turn into Sean Bradley because he's too skinny. But I just don't I, – I don't well, – There's I, no I, there I watched, there. I have watched – the only tape that I've watched where I go, oh, okay, I see what people are talking about now – is I think it was the under eighteen, the under eighteen, the the tournament where he competed against my my new son Victor Rembanyama. Mm. Is this the French man? Right. Yeah. That's the French man. That's the number one pick next year. That's the seven three Frenchman with a seven nine wingspan, who can handle who can handle the ball. He's like Kareem if he had if he had range, is how you can describe Victor. There you go. He is, you love this guy. I am telling you, every single here's the, the the scenario that I keep thinking about is well the next tanking for is, this man. Well, tanking or not, what is Oklahoma City going to do with all these draft picks that they can't ever actually use and not and probably not they can't be packaged to trade for a superstar because that superstar is still going to have to want to play there. Well, it's yeah, also you got the money to match. <laughs> right. What you can do though is say if you land third or fourth next year you can go to the team that is first and say here's 15 draft picks yeah Mm. not literally 15 but here are all the picks we want victor you get just pick that we will give you the the maximum amount of picks that we have Mm. between for now and the next seven years to qualify under the stepian rule give us victor you get all of them and we'll throw in we'll maybe even throw in like shy gilgus alexander like yeah. they can make that godfather offer to whomever is picking first next year. And I'm telling you, like like of the last decade mm-hmm. of you know, consensus first overall picks, the only one I think you would say like, yeah, this guy definitely is better than Victor mm-hmm. is is Anthony Davis. Yep. Maybe. You like, can maybe say he, Davis is better. Because I, at first, when I first heard about him last year, yeah. I thought he was draft eligible this year. Mm. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's going to be number one pick this year. But yeah, then my yeah, friend yeah. was like, no, 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 he's he's not eligible this year. And he I was he just only like, turns oh. 19 next year, yeah. But let's keep it a buck. He'd probably go one this year. He would go one this year without a doubt. He would yeah. go one this year with I just, no, no question. What's I've never, I've, I haven't seen anything from Chet that's like, but yeah. Chet, it, when he went against Wembanyama in this international tournament, he put it to him. He did. He played well against him. And I, if you want to say he outplayed him, sure, that's fine. I, I forget which international like. You're saying Chet outplayed Victor in this yes. one. He did. He did. He did have a year or two on him, granted. Hmm. But because Chet is about to turn, Chet is already twenty. Yeah. I think he was two years older. I think it was an under nineteen thing that they invited Wimbanyama to. But he did outplay him. Um, so he does have that. It's just I don't. There were so many games where I saw, you know, replacement level college bigs just physically. But that was kind of the Bullying. Gonzaga, like he, him playing next to Drew Timmy. Right, I right, think right. kind of clouded some of that. I, I don't know. I think he's still. I mean, he's not in my. So my top three. I don't know if y'all would. Uh, Andrew, well, I think we'll understand this more. And Bob is like more of a college guy. But like, I mean, my number one. If I had to pick, 
who's Mike? Who's most likely to win? Let's just just be clear. I am a draft guy. Yes, I'm not a college sports guy. I'm a draft guy. Exactly. I'm a big draft guy. I think we've established that. I'm. I'm even taking a little gander at at Major League Baseball mock drafts when I need a fix. Oh Jesus! Because Andrew Jones's kid should go number one. Drew Jones, out of Wesleyan. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Jones coming up there. Marquise Grissom Jr. Can be in yeah, there soon. You so got old. Sheffield. I know. There's a lot. There's a picture, Andrew, of like some Red Sox. I like, sent that. Yeah, sent that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, but no, I think if I Chet, had to we're get we're talking like, Chet Holmgren here. Let's go. Well, no, I think it's interesting because I think Jaden's the most likely. I would bet. I would be the most surprised if Jaden is not the best player in this draft. Uh, Jaden Ivy out of Purdue, like he is an absolute. I, I, if he develops I, a jumper, yeah, walk yeah. the hell out. If he develops a jumper, I think he, he's the player he reminds me most of. It's not Morant because he doesn't have the. He uh, reminds me of Donovan Mitchell. He reminds me of of, of pre-injury Victor Oladipo. Okay. Yeah. But those guys, A, I'm always going to err on the side of guards. Like, this league, you still, like, err on the guys who will score. I think Bancaro is going to be... I like Bancaro a lot. He's going to be a good scoring forward. I think Tobias Harris comp makes a lot of sense for him. Um, He's going to be, like, a good... Like, I don't think it's... And I think, you know, Jabari Smith being a better defending uh, Richard Lewis's upside is... is, Those are good players. Yes. But if you're talking about the player who could be an absolute star, then it's then I think it's Ivy. And I just yes. don't I don't see it with Ben Carroll. I'm sorry, with, with, with Holmgren. I just yeah. don't see it. Well, I also would throw out Johnny Davis. Or I would not be surprised, man. That dude he, he's got he's my favorite rights. college player to watch. Stay and away from Sacramento. And I, I don't think he'll go that early. I no. think he might be around later for like a if he like Cleveland's the spot for him. If he could, if he could wait for the Cleveland spot, oh my God, that that's perfect for him. If the, the, him the, and Garland, I, I would love to see that. But the players, the players I really dig. Once you get out of the top four picks in this draft, are mm. Benedict Maltherin. Yes, mm. that's no my matter, that's my sleeper in terms. No of, matter, yeah, he's. I, yeah. I like I like him as a as a, a Jordan Crawford, Jamal Crawford you know, microwave guard. Mm. And I think he's, he's, he could be a better defender than either of them. And he's got a name that is so Harry Potter that I have to, have to give us some extra points for that. I like Benedict Maltherin. I like uh, Jeremy Sochan out of mm, Baylor. like him a, a lot. lot. Mm. I like him a lot as a, as a do everything type guard. Um, and, uh, and he's not going to be there for the Knicks. So it's, but Dyson Daniels mm. as, a, as yeah. a six, seven, six, eight, even maybe, point guard if he can who may be able to be a full-time point guard at six seven six eight that's all nba draft.net has johnny davis to the knicks at 11 don't pay attention to that that nba we've discussed this nba draft.net is it's the charlie jumping out of the back of the van and screaming wild card at the mock draft. well you're we more of a walter football guy bob silverman loves walter <laughs> I, i'm not a walter chirpinski guy when it comes to my, the, the, look the best separate the, the art from the artist bob yeah that's true <laughs> the best if you are looking for draft tent the mm-hmm. the undisputed leader at rankings and mocks and all of that. That's yeah. the Sam Bassani down in, yeah. down mm-hmm. in Australia now. And and also you get some Aussie rules football content late at night if you stay there. There you go. Uh, Sam is the best. I think he's his big board, big book of the draft is mm-hmm. the, what's the football guy who does that? I forget his name already. Uh, the guy who does the, the mock. For who? For Dan Brugler? 
Yeah. He, yeah. Sam Pacini's version of what Brugler does is coming out, and he tweeted about it. It's going to be coming out very soon. It's 95,000 words on this year's draft. Perfect. Dude wrote a book. Mm. Dude wrote a whole book this year about the draft. 95,000 words covering every big. Sam is incredibly thorough, does the homework, eats the tape, crunches the numbers, talks to scouts, has sources within executives. Sam is the best. I hereby endorse Sam Bassani. This is not a paid sponsorship, but I endorse Sam Bassani of The Athletic for all your NBA draft needs. Sam is great. Uh, I think Ricky O'Donnell at SB Nation also does a really good mm. job uh, writing about this. Um, Jonathan Wasserman's mocks are always pretty solid, too. Um, those are those are my, my mock guys when I'm looking for the info. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it's, for me, the guy, I'm hoping one of Maltherin or Sochan or Daniel's fault to the Knicks. I have a feeling the only one who will is Sochan, but hmm. um, I like A.J. Griffin. Speaking of sons of former NBA players, sons of former yeah. athletes. He was not. I don't know. I don't see it with A.J. Griffin. If we're, gonna, if we're remembering A.J. Griffin, remembering yeah. Adrian Griffin. Hey Wichita, hey, Wichita, Wichita native Adrian Griffin. Shout out to is the Is he the next uh, AD at Wichita, Andrew? Or is it you? He's up for he's up for head coaching game. No, he he yeah. he won't he won't take the AD. they already got they got uh, the Murray State uh, AD. Oh, so they did hire somebody? They yeah, hire. which is they didn't hire me, which I was okay. very unfortunate mm. and sad about. What's what's the knock on AJ? I hear the the rumors, which mean I saw tweets and read blogs, is that he's falling in a lot of mocks and and will now is. He's had definitely out of the top ten. What, like uh, maybe red flags about the about his medicals. What's the deal, guys? Give me some I, insight. I, you know, I don't trust people who are very flighty with their mock drafts. Okay, like that's that's the problem because it's like if if here's the thing, and I, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this about the NFL, like. There's maybe two or three mock drafts you should pay attention to. Everybody else is riffing off of them. Yeah. Or they're doing something because they have a client or two or whatever. But my biggest thing is I feel like he, he somebody heard something and then other people are going off of that information. But we don't really know. Um, and maybe it's posturing because people got clients and stuff. I do know that. During the season, during when he was at Duke, but this was just a team-wide problem, that offense would just well, that, they would just go to crap and not trust each other, and guys we, were forcing we, up shots. But that's we, just we've discussed this that when evaluating Duke players, you have to remember the Coach K is a fraud, and so mm. you, you can always that's that's the Jason Tatum law that actually Coach K is a fraud, and you can. Maybe not. Maybe discount a few of the things that happened actually on the court at, while at Duke. Griffin's got my 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 reason for saying yeah. If you're in the late lottery, you should take a flyer on Griffin. Is he clearly already has an NBA body at nine? This is just the Marvin Williams Cam Reddish all over again yeah, with AJ Griffin. Got, That's how I see he, it. Like I'm just nervous about those he dude was, power five he guys was who injured yeah. all year or Justice Winslow. I was really high on Justice Winslow. See everyone it, like it's just one of those things yeah. where I just I would be terrified. But, but, but Justice, Justice did Winslow. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Justice did the same thing Adrian kind of did where it was 
late in the se- late in the regular season, AJ in the postseason, went off. He, in March Madness, he he was the he was he was the alpha and the omega of that Duke offense, and he yeah. was like, oh, okay, he's not just a, a Jay Crowder type; he could actually be, yeah, a, a, a very valuable undersized. But he's such a tweener, though. That's the that's the thing that I, the thing I guess. Griffin, he, is, he has the body and he has the jump shot, and if he was hurt, he was still recovering from the injuries last year, so the explosiveness wasn't there. You can yeah. say, okay, if his medical check. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. The reason why everyone's like, oh, Agent Griffin's dropping now is that when, you know, doctors checked him out, they saw some things that were no bueno. And so, and look, I think if you're picking somewhere in like the, the the 11 to 15 range, I'd rather have him than than taking like Mark Williams or even Jalen Duran. Or oh, Mark. I would take Jalen Duran. I would say I, I really wish bet. Mark Williams would have stayed another year. Because mm. or was he a senior? I feel like he was a junior. Or he, he might have had a COVID a year. Right, was he a redshirt sophomore? I didn't think he was even that. Hold on. Uh, what is Mark Williams? Because um, I, 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 yeah, Mark's twenty, so yeah. he had to be a. Yeah. Uh, so because yeah, I mean, he he, he could have taken advantage of, but the thing about these one and done places, I mean, yeah, you can stay, and you're probably going to start, mm-hmm. but. Why not just go to the league, make a make a few million, and yeah. see what you can do there? So, I mean, yeah. Jalen Duran, I feel like uh, would have more ups. Like if Duran, like if a late lottery guy, like he's more of a flyer. Where he just didn't play at Memphis, and there was like all the off court stuff as the reason why there. But like, it's what <laughs> his physical, like the way he plays he, and he his a, upside yeah. is yeah. high. Well, it, I think it's. I think his upside is a quality, if slightly undersized rim running big. That's like that's a good piece to get. Yeah. If he maxes out, I just don't think he's. I don't think he's Bam Adebayo. Which is, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's impossible for him to be somebody like that though. Does he? he I just can't. He just doesn't have the shot creation and passing ability. His defense. Bam didn't either. Yeah, his, you watch his Kentucky stuff and okay, just Bam's yeah, that's, develop. That's what people are banking on. Is that yeah. okay? Well, Bam looked like. Well, that's what I'm thing. saying. If Jalen goes to the right team, that like a Miami Heat type, I think you can do something with uh, Durant. Like I would not be surprised him in the right scheme, right system, right coaching staff. Him being a really good player would not surprise me if he's a really good player somewhere. That's, that's really fair. Yeah, I mean. I am I am desperately hoping that the Knicks figure out a way to trade up for Ivy, though. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Ivy saying, "Do not draft me, Kings, or else." Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they. Ha- I kind of feel like the Kings are just going to move. They're going to Kangs it, and they're going to move. That they're going to take Sharp. I'm not going to. Well, they're just going to take the wild card on Sharp and just say what. Let, let's I, see what happens here. I would love to know what yeah, everything that we just said about Adrian Griffin. You can take that and copy and paste it in for Shaden Sharp, except for the fact that we didn't even get to see him play at all. Yeah. yeah. While at Kentucky, I feel like Shaden Sharp is like I feel like he could be a good fit anywhere if he just don't. And and maybe this is just uh, maybe this is me being too Pollyanna about this. If you just don't put too much pressure on him and you just let him find a way. You don't make him a focal point. Let him find his way. I think things will be great. But if Can he goes you do to that a, when you're the fourth pick, though? Well, and that's the thing. Depending on the team, I don't know. Because I, I high Sacramento. That, yeah, I think Sacramento. I mean, look at what's... I mean, 
look what's happened to Patrick Williams. Like he went higher than people had expected, but the same reasons why everyone said, okay, he didn't really produce at Florida State, but there was there was so much physical ability and so much tantalizing, ridiculous upside potential that will take him. As take a, Leonard Hamilton, guys. Florida State's doing really well. Leonard Hamilton's yeah. done a really, really good job of putting FSU kids. They, they've been really, really good. Scotty Barnes, obviously great. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac, one of the best defensive players in basketball when he's playing. Like I, When he's not Jonathan, standing. Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac slowly transitioning to his career as a TPUSA spokesperson. Right. No, but no. Um, I do I, I do think Shaden Sharp, because I know I've seen some projections, mm. uh, to Detroit. Yeah. I think he could do very well in Detroit because he, he, there's What if Detroit guys, just traded Grant and some stuff to Sacramento for that pick and some other stuff? Why? No. Oh, God, no. I think Sacramento would want something like that. I don't know if you could. You can't put Jeremy Grant and 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 Demata. Well, it, not? it's not even that. I don't Grant's even not a bad shooter. A, I don't think that's a trade that 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 Detroit would want. Hmm. Because if you, what does Sacramento have to offer? Like they, they'll want something. They'll want some players. I mean, if you offered the fourth pick for Jeremy Grant, I think you kind of have to take that. Yeah. Mm. I think if you offer if Portland offers the seventh pick, I think you got to really seriously consider. That. I would consider Portland because of what I could get in return. I don't know what I could get in return with Sacramento aside from the fourth pick. I mean, probably Harrison Barnes or something like that, right? Yeah. Mm. Let me see. But I think you'd have to. Uh, Detroit's under the cap, so I think you could just absorb Barnes. Why would you want? Yeah. I don't know if you. I mean, yeah, Harrison Barnes is a. What is a rotation forward on a playoff team? But mm. Rashawn Holmes, four years, ten million, it's good value. I think Rashawn Holmes is one of the most like Rashawn Holmes is going to get traded, and he's going to go back to being Rashawn Holmes. He is a yeah. very that is a valuable player. He just got. God, no one's making money on Detroit. Like, if you move uh, Jeremy Grant, like, the highest played uh, paid piston is Kelly Olynyk, three years, yeah. twelve million left. What in the world? You, yeah, you mean yeah. I, why did Kelly Olynyk get like a four-year deal? He's a, he played well with the Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah, but why did, you don't give four-year deals to Kelly Olynyk? Four-year well, forty million for Kelly Olynyk is actually yeah, that's pretty years. cheap. I don't know. Yeah. I'm doing one-year deals with all those guys. If I'm a GM, it's like anyone rotate like one-year deal. Move on, one-year deal. Uh, I for Detroit. Look, there is a non-zero chance that Sacramento does something weird or trades yeah. pick and does something, and that team does something weird that they oh. luck into Jaden Ivey, which would just be the perfect situation. Ivey and Fox. I don't know. No, for the Pistons, Ivey. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. See, I've I've won Ivey on the that. Pistons. Him I've and Kate would be fun since basically I since like January. Ivey, I think Ivey said in a recent interview that because his mom played. It's yeah, in Detroit with the shock. Yeah, with the shock. That's right. She, she played with the shock and the fever, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's mentioned that he would like to go to the WNBA cities where his mom played. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see it. I, I, I could see I how he could. Him and him and Ivy and you know Stewart and whatever they can get for Grant or even holding on to Grant would be a. Not, it's a young a nice nucleus. Team. You have a young yeah. nucleus. And Bay is a nice. Player, I like mm-hmm. City Bay. That's that's a if Killy if they good. can get Killy and Hayes going, that would be. But once again, you're banking on. I don't know. I don't know if 
I don't know if Midwest Milikina is going to pan out. Sorry. I was going to say, Killian Hayes is playing for nine teams. Like, that's not, he's not, he'll be around in this league for a long time. But Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I'm I'm just saying in terms of if you want to, because let's keep it a buck. Mm -hmm. That Pistons team, they're closer to the play-in than they are the lottery. Yeah, they're going to be a good team. Uh, I mean, falling out. Who in the East in the next couple years is sliding down significantly? I'm not saying that they're going to they're that they're a playoff lock, but they they should be good enough to 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 at least fight for a play in. Yeah, challenge for a play. Dwayne Dwayne Casey is a good coach for a developing team. I I like Mm -hmm. Dwayne Casey. They've got a lot of nice pieces. I think. They gotta add it. They gotta add one in free agency. They they gotta add a big Cunningham. One in free agency. Cunningham is a is you know people were doing a lot of hand wringing about the start to his year, but it took him time. No, Cade's he, a great player. He found his. Plus, he, he was found, he was hurt. He got into his rhythm, and yeah, and he was hurt. He he got into it. by the end of the year. You saw exactly why people were called him the consensus number one. Cade is great. I like Isaiah Stewart. I like Sadiq Bay. They get they get Ivy, then you really have something. I, I agree with Chase. If you can, if you, I think overpaying to make sure they get Ivy would be a worthwhile use of assets for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. Look, that's um, a fun backcourt to build around for the foreseeable future. Build a trade around. Look, uh, make make a three way trade with Portland, Detroit, and Sacramento. Detroit ends up with the number three pick. And let's say Jason Hart, and then Josh Hart, Josh Hart, and uh, you give and 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 uh, Sacramento moves back one slot, and uh, Portland ends up. No, how does this work? I'm doing a mock trade. I'm doing a mock trade in my head, and it's taking some time. trade machine. Basically, yeah. I go to by the way, Trade NBA is my uh, trade machine of choice <laughs> if you really want to get into that. Uh, if you want to check out some of my trades, I'm on Trade NBA as not Scott Layden, and you can uh, see some of my past examples there. Um, I saved them. The commenters roast me in the comments. It's fine. I'm not mm-hmm. mad. Um, something you're where, having fun actually. You have a three-way trade where where, where uh, Jeremy Grant gets moved to Portland, like Sacramento moves down a bunch of slots, and. Uh, and you get to, and you get Royal and you get to Jaden Ivey to uh, Detroit. I don't know how this works. I'm not, I'm just I'm just I'm just winging. But I think if you like look, if you, I would say in this draft, if you can lock up Ivy, mm-hmm. you should do it. Someone's going to move up and get him. I don't think he's ending up in Sacramento when all said and done. Detroit yeah. seems like a good idea because they wouldn't have to give too much to move up one pick. They got future picks stashed, don't they? Uh, they got some, not not at the rate of other teams, but I believe they do have a few uh, future. Uh, they would probably be like late lottery. All right, yeah. Uh, mid, like if, mid middle round picks. What was the the cost for Atlanta when they traded away Doncic? What did they got? They got one future first to move down yeah. three slots. Not even a future first, really. That was just the reddish. Pick right, so the same draft. They got the, they got a mid lotto pick. Mm. I thought they got two. Maybe they have two. That might be. I two. thought it was two picks. It might be two. I don't think so, but I could. Let me see. Jamie, uh, where's our Jamie? 
God, that's going to be great when we actually do like really get to that point where I have to text somebody and be like, hey, uh, we're uh, Bob and Andrew. Give me, we're going live in five minutes. We need you. Give me the details of the Doncic trade. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm using my phone. <laughs> I'm checking. Gotta love, got, got, gotta love podcasting as a, a visual medium. No, see, I was right. Yeah, they only got the two. Oh, so it was just okay. one for one. Yeah, it was one for one plus the other one. It was the following year, though. That was a future pick next year, right? No, it was the same pick. Was... They got yeah. The trade details were the Hawks got no. Trey. They got Trey and a 2019 first, and then um, yeah, it was the future first, is what I'm saying. That's so it was that they came that Reddish the pick, they, got, they just had the so one extra Hunter, pick. They got Hunter and Reddish the same year. Right, but they traded up known. for Hunter. It was the next year's first from Dallas, but they didn't know where Dallas was going to end up. So it was just right. Dallas next, like following it. So like that's what I'm saying. To and it was up, an okay pick. Right to move up from five to three cost you the following year's first. Mm. That feels to me like the goat. Like you could do the same thing to move up one slot this year. Hmm. Um. You know what's cool? The Jazz are bringing purple back, and it's staying purple. That stuff is fantastic, and that's what I've said. It's just like when you have a winning. Uh oh, both guys are not in on this. Um, it's so face. good. It looks great. I'm glad yeah, they're doing hey, this. Hey, hey Chase, what about the other jerseys, Chase? I'm not done. What? That's what I was going to get to. And then they advertise purple is back and all that kind of stuff. And did then, you, did you read Angie Larson's article? The guy from the Salt Lake City, the the, the jazz beat writer from the Salt Lake City Tribune. Did you read I did his not. blog? Did you read his blog? I did he's not got, read his blog. He's got uniform sauces. He's got sauces on what happened. What happened? Basically, what happened is... They wanted money? A year ago, they leaked the black... The Jazz wanted to go to black and white. Yes. Just black and white. Yeah. And both the, the, the leaders... We should also and, mention, this was coincidentally around like when Dwayne Wade came into this. And he's right. like, what if we made this the heat? What if they we made them the heat? What right. if we gradually transitioned? They wanted to just go to black and white. Yeah. And they went to the league and Nike, and the Nike and the league and Nike said, "No, you can't. Yeah, you're not allowed. The Nets are already black and white. The Spurs are black, white, and silver. We cannot have a third black and white team. Mm-hmm. No." And they and they said, "Okay, well, what if we had a third color?" They're like, "Fine, add a third color." And they're like, "We're going to go with highlighter yellow." And the NBA said, "Okay." And they rolled out these leftover CYO League pennies of a jersey a year ago. Yeah. And the react they got leaked a year ago. And the reaction was so universally negative that the entire jazz marketing squad swung into action and said, Okay, we got these new uniforms coming, it's purple. We're going back to purple. We'll always be purple. Oh, by the way, here's a new uniform. Like the entire marketing, like the video that they put out was just the purple is all first. Yes, and they put it. Look at the purple. Oh, here are new uniforms next year. Purple, 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 purple. The main uniforms for the Jazz. It's confusing because you can't tell if if the purple is the main one, but I guess it's not, right? They're gonna wear the not. They went from. But here's the thing that I'm just kind of like, okay. What are you doing with your the, life? The NFL has the, the NFL bylaws that you cannot change your uniform twice within a five year span. You have to yeah. wait five years in the office. I don't know if the NBA has a similar. They, I, I've got to think so because don't rule, you have to it, eat a lot of the 
funds that you, even if you decide to these rebranding things are not cheap they are so no but you've got but you've got to eat some of that money from you nike could, you could hold many bat mitzvah receptions for the cost of rebranding this uniform but, but uh, look at what the jazz did like the beginning of the decade where or of the, of the 2010s where it was still kind of the the, the, the they, kind of the, the kind of the baby blue had the baby blue the baby blue and navy uniforms that they yeah. had during the Duran Williams era were decent kind of, but it was kind of yeah, decent, but, but I like they, those. They, were, they were toning it down from the from all of those mid '90s uniforms, when every team had a cartoon animal splashed, or or it or it had black in it, and, and yeah, you didn't yeah, have yeah. black in your color scheme. But the one thing that pisses me off about it is that you go from that to okay, you go to the old school, you go you go to a but, modern version of the old school but stuff. It's navy and forest green and, and gold for some and reason, the, and, the, and, and then because you don't want to pull purple, you you go navy blue, you go like. Yeah. Borderline navy blue purple, and then you decide, oh hey, we're gonna be cool and different and unique, and then you go to the t- the old school Taco Bell, you know. Those are great. The, yeah, they did the job. They so stood fun. out. They were yeah. unique. What in the blue hell is this? Girl, it looks. It, it looks like a crappy AAU team. If their main uniforms were at home, they wore the lighter. Tequila Sunrise uniforms, and yeah. then on the road they wore the dark mode Tequila Sunrise uniforms that are more black. And then as an alternate, they had any one of the classic purple vers- jerseys, yeah. the Mountain jersey or the original Jazz jersey. It would stand out. Everyone would mm. love them. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved those. Whatever I think, what was the brand name? They were like the Desert Sands or the yeah. Red Rock West. But it just didn't even make any West sense. Uniform. Those were really good, but it was just like, what is their identity? They have no brand that was identity. Their identity. Yeah. If it was the Red Rock, it West was the stuff. Taco Bell packets. Like, yeah. like yeah. literally, sections of the oh, arena like are that. looking like enormous Taco Bell packets, and it was kind of weird at first. But they like, no, they were cool. You know, I can, you're the, you're I the can, late can, game on TNT or ESPN. You're like, oh, okay, this is a decent visual to end the very night. Very close to buying a Ricky Rubio Red Rock West jersey because I thought they were so, so over shit. under how long are the Jazz wearing these black and green I, I think until they can convince the Nike five that, years it's going to be a long they, five they gotta years. show they've got to show the, the sale the merch sales to the league and the merch yeah. like what they'll do is they'll just keep using the purple ones which are their alternates more and more frequently until it's just okay to sort of forget or people will buy it ironically or unironically I don't even, I don't even think we're like we're, we're like going on a, a whole like uh, what you call it? This is not like the fucking wired, like the warp <laughs> tour. You're going to see people like wearing these. No, you're you not going to see people wearing ironic black and but, yellow. But yellow I, I don't think you will. But I could totally see people buying it unironically, just to just be like, oh, <laughs> these are so ugly, but I'm totally going to get them. And you're just like. There might be some okay. Coachella black and highlighter yellow. Even at Coachella, just, even at yeah. Coachella, I don't think we're seeing those. Everyone's still wearing their. Their Vince Carter Raptors jerseys. I'm set. I've got three different uh, vintage Iverson uh, tanks that running uh, everything nice. like that. Pool tanks. It's it can't be beat. Like you can't beat the black uh, Iverson Sixers uh, jersey. You can't do um, it. In any case, yes. They're, 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 anyway, Lars, Lars, Andy Larson, the rest of the Salt Lake City Tribune. If yeah, you want to read but on the pod, his story. Uh, he he covers the uniform shenanigans quite well. It's just it's bad. Everyone's laughing at them. Nobody. They're not even. My theory of uniforms is that they, is that 
for a uniform to be considered good, it has to, at least for one stretch, be considered tasteless and awful while they're being worn. Mm. Like the Astros uniforms, like the Raptors uniforms, like, say, the Atlanta Hawks jersey with they're the very good right bird now. on the front. Right. But there was a stretch where everyone said, what the hell is that? The Big Those Bird was great. Big, the, right. the Big Bird was perfect for the 90s. Like, that's the Hawk, like the man. perfect 90s early 2000s uniform yeah. skyhawk that though that's who we really need to bring back that, one that accident aesthetic. does not mean he cannot come back what skyhawk uh, have you watched I, the video of skyhawk no oh no i need you to see this i've seen skyhawk in person Jamie, multiple times <laughs> give, me, give, me, give, give me pictures of spider-man and and skyhawk thank like you. i don't know if this is why skyhawk disappeared but skyhawk uh was not seen uh ever since and i hope he's okay but i don't uh I have the to jazz, we, we discussed this but like even bad yeah. uniforms aside the jazz are jazz are in jazz are in a bad i'm really curious about who they hire as their next head coach i have a feeling my guess is that it's going to be johnny bryant who's the next assistant and is really close to reportedly for very friendly with donovan mitchell and so if donovan mitchell wants him that's okay. i don't think it's gonna be like that i think it's gonna be whoever danny ainge wants i, I think Ainge like, is pulling the strings right now i don't think it's mitchell yeah. i think i think ainge is fine trading them both yeah yeah I, I will say this though in terms of coaches because kenny atkinson uh, decided. Just gave the Heisman to the Charlotte so, I have, I have a theory. Wow. I have Give a theory. Break it down. I think, I think Steve Kerr is done after next year. Mm, I think that's part of the. There's definitely a transition plan with Kenny Atkinson, because, like him going back on Charlotte. Yeah. It'd be you of that, and it's because I truly feel like. If you're because Steve Kerr's been around this, yeah, he's, he's been around this a done. long he's, time, and he understands. Way, Adrian Griffin, dad of AJ Griffin, candidate for the Jazz head coaching. Yeah, mm. um, he understands what the grind is like. He saw what yeah. happened with Phil. He's, he's seen he, what happened with Pop. Remember like, what happened? Remember what happened during, like during the Durant era when his back got so bad that Luke Walton had to step in yeah. for half the season. Like, like he, I feel like he understands. Th- I'm. I'm, I hate saying it like this, but it's like, I'm not long for this job, and that's okay, because if I leave it in good hands, then we'll be fine. And I feel like he you know. he told Kenny, you know what? Stick around for another year or two, because yeah. I guarantee you, what you've got here is more stable, is, like, there's, we know the cooks in the kitchen, you go to Charlotte... I mean, have you, you have you been reading some headlines about Charlotte as of late with uh, certain Miles Bridges and a Montrezl Harrell? Yeah, it's not, not the best. Great. It's not great. Not great. L- um, like like I tweeted yesterday, like the Charlotte search is just going to be so out of hand. I don't think Dan Tony. Larry Brown. Larry Brown's going to go back to the Dan game. Tony and they should, like, but like Dan Tony and Lamelo Ball is just fun. Just do that. Being like yeah. you up. They're sending like Mike Dan Tony. You up DM. Well, I mean, this is it. Like, I don't think Dan Tony's getting another head coaching job. So it's like, if you no, want it, this no. is it, man. This is your last one. He's such a lifer. He'll probably say yes anyway. Even even if yeah. he's their second 
Even if the bride left and he's the bride. I mean, I would still probably say yes. Like, you only get so many of these jobs. There's not that many available, man. Dan Tony coaching LaMelo Ball would be fun. Exactly. Just that would it. be fun for me. So, mm-hmm. why not? There you I'm, go. I'm, excited. I'm excited for Sam Cassell to be a head coach in the NBA. That's going to happen real soon, too. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, And you know who I was surprised who didn't get... And maybe it's – and I don't know if we've mentioned this before. I was surprised that <laughs> Quinn hold Snyder on, – Hold on. I have some breaking news. Oh, um, breaking. buddy, friend of the pod, uh, Fangraphs John Taylor, sent me the Atlanta Braves lineup card. and it's Oh, a, a, yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, have you seen the names? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Batting in the two-hole, Cooter's son. <laughs> Dansby Swanson's player, dad, I think. Wait, 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 wait. I think Dansby's dad's name's Cooter. Okay. Cooter Swanson. <laughs> that is the most Georgia name ever. I didn't Mike, know this. That okay. is Georgia man. name, man. That is Georgia man right there. That is. That's a lot. They got to switch it up. The Braves are finally their vile hellish 14 game winning streak got spent. I got to switch it. Well, hold on. We're still coming. Like the Braves are winning the NL East. People forget. Um, let's wrap with this. Bob, your pick of the week is the Reddit thread. Is it uh, what is it, Bob? The, the Reddit thread. I think that'll narrow it down. <laughs> people uh, are saying, yeah, people know. Uh, what, what am I saying? Um, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I'm sure I've mentioned these both before, but I would like to book, and I've mentioned certainly to Andrew, but my two favorite shows on TV right now are Barry and The Boys. Mm. Those are the two best. The Boys is really, at this point, it is entering into Starship Troopers level satirization of our current political moment. It is, mm. re- it is doing that while also being a really, a, a really outstanding gory Grand Guignol superhero spectacle. Let's just say in season three of episode one, there mm-hmm. there is a set piece that involves their Ant-Man stand-in. A set, a, a, a set piece? Yes. Or, okay, or just, so, you know, are we uh, doing a little bit, bit of free kick action going uh, far side, uh, far side let me, post? Let me, let me just say that there is, in fact, a, a scene involving okay. their Ant-Man character, the termite, okay. <laughs> and a giant penis. Oh. Let's just say it involves what if Ant-Man were tweaking and got involved in some questionable sex acts, and they had to make a ginormous prop that is a giant penis. And let's just say one of the showrunners in an interview with Rolling Stone was very, very really wanted to hold on to this set, but they were like, we're not building you a huge storage facility for the oversized male genitalia. And he went to his wife and be like, can we keep it in our backyard? And she's like, no. And so they had to get rid of it. But there is that. And I'm just telling you, there is a, it is, it crosses the political spectrum. There is a superpowered evil, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There are, are there are all... <laughs> It is, it it will, and as per the Reddit threads that Chase brought up, Mm. because of the pointed political satire that we're getting this year, some longtime fans of the show who just enjoyed the bloody mess of it and the things go boom part of the show (laughs) and the toof, toof, toof 
are getting a little disturbed by how explicit the political messaging is, even with again the evil AOC character, and some of the some of the fans in the boys subreddit are really just not having it. Oh, so was it kind of like how? Is it kind of like how I view? Because I finally saw um, uh, "Don't Look Up," which which I thought was fantastic, but I could like there were parts of that movie where I was just like, okay, this is hitting a little too close to home, and. I'm just like, oh, we're doing that, but it's but the boys are kind of. Spoiler alert! So everyone earmuffs who doesn't want to know from one tiny subplot about the boys. There's mm-hmm. a character who is a superpowered character who's who is assigned to patrol Trenton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Who, yeah, Trenton, New Jersey. He's assigned there, and let's just say that there are some that this character is have is engaged in some aggressive policing tactics in the city of Trenton. Oh. And when he gets called out, he starts, he goes on a diatribe about being canceled. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. I, I hope I haven't given away too many. It, it's not the character Blue Hawk, who is assigned to policing Trenton, is not a major character in the show. I feel like I'm not giving away too many spoilers, but it's but it, but, it, but it's but it's funny and pointed enough. It's that... funny and pointed enough, and really spot on, and it's just it's a delightful show. And I've, again, I've amped it before, but we're we're all big Carl Urban fans in this yes. in this part of the pod sphere. So Anthony Starr, Anthony, Anthony Starr is that is the best portrayal of a superhero that has ever been done, bar none. Mm-hmm. Anthony Star plays Homeland. Real Banshee fans way, are not surprised. Mi- real Banshee name, fans are in. The character's name is Homelander. If you're not catching what they're drop putting down, what his gimmick being, is, yeah, being the, the Superman stand-in, being named Homelander. If you don't get where that's going, uh, I apologize, uh, yeah. and I appreciate the naivete of anyone who is sort of like, well, okay, it's a cool superhero name but it can't mean anything possibly in any case anthony Starr's portrayal of homelander is the best superman that has ever been put out on screen the comics mm. we will we'll leave the actual comics depiction of superman aside because that's its own world but on any screen a tv a movie screen your ipad your phone whatever a film depiction of a superman anthony Starr is number one he is amazing and great at it it is brilliant i cannot recommend the boys and barry's great it's just barry is so upsetting and dark though you may need to you need to be in the right emotional place to watch barry i'm excited for barry we we were waiting for season three to wrap up to do it's wrapped it's wrapped go for it man it's just it gets is it bleaker so much so so upsetting and sad and and not really hewed by the bounds of naturalism a lot of the times if you remember the standalone episode from last year where there was this uh this small child they were trying to hunt down who suddenly Mm. started playing fantastical that was incredible episode yes those thematic and stylistic concepts very much get carried into and expanded upon in season three. And Bill Hader's performance is unreal in this. Un- it's just like, you know, the, the old trope about if you have a great comedic actor, yeah, they can do serious drama as well. Absolutely. 
Um, and the converse necess- isn't necessarily true. Like great, mm. serious, dramatic actors aren't necessarily equipped to do comedy, but a lot of comedic actors, when you put them in a serious situation, can. Is so true with Bill Hader. The the work he does, like in some of this, he's just. Uh, it's it's re- it's primal. The stuff he does, he is just a tightly wound ball of pain and trauma and you get to see that it is none of which excuses the awful in the time sociopathic things he does but mm. there it is just a person who has been traumatized to the point where their humanity is starting to slip away and hater really just Mwah. great sarah goldberg also great it's it's a delightful show but again if you need something a little more lighthearted and fun mm-hmm like I said, my comparison for that show is Starship Troopers, which I think is one of the one of the best movies of all time. For you Verhoeven fans out there. There you go. Andrew, your pick of the week. Uh pick of the week. Yeah, I got I got two actually. Okay. Uh one, real quick, Kenobi. Uh Obi Wan. Fantastic. I Okay. Fantastic! It, 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 the one thing that I like about what the Star Wars franchise is doing under the Disney banner mm. is they are helping tell the stories in between big moments. You know, they're they're helping give details into big moments. And I think Kenobi does a great job of that. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Actually, got I got three things because at the same time they come out on the same day. It's Miss mm. Marvel. Oh, is it good? absolutely. So Miss Marvel is definitely geared towards tweens in terms of like a, a Marvel show. Yeah, and it's it, it's wholesome and it's it just it's really really fun to watch. Um, and then three Chase, I feel like you would be mm-hmm. uh, in favor of this. The summer of wrestling that is twenty twenty two. You've got two major promotions in a post-COVID era with your biggest stars probably out for the rest of the summer. And the biggest story in wrestling this summer involves Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And that ain't going away. Oh. (laughs) And and, and kids, that ain't going away. What did he say in the the, the promo that he did? Yeah. He didn't say anything. He, he basically okay. said, then, now, together, forever, which is the WWE slogan. And he was like, and that's how it's going to stay. And basically, that was the I'm not effing leaving speech in Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I would venture to say that by by September, I don't think he's there. Wow. It's hard to because, say. Like, I don't know how the Board yeah, of Governors it, it, and for, all that works. For, for, I don't know what the this, pro- for this and this whole Me Too era in the in the whole investigation, uh, he got cheered. He got all that like he was getting was bowed so, to. I don't know, man. It was so. But it, the thing is, like, even the they tried evening out the booze, mm. and even then, it was just like, bro, you just gotta let that go. Like you, <laughs> like you gotta, like whoever's in the production truck just gotta eat that. Like you, you, you've got to eat that one. You, you can't try I, I will, and balance okay. it out. Let's, let's, assuming we're all still among the living in this time next year, I will place a bet with Andrew that that Vince McMahon is still WWE chairman. January nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Okay. 
What's that, what's that, the bet? I, I don't know. Name your terms, man. We'll think of something Ooh. humiliating. We'll think of something 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 slightly humiliating, but not debilitatingly. So you gotta wear you gotta it. you gotta wear uh, an embarrassing shirt, or you gotta wear I'll, a shirt. I'll get, some, I'll get some. I'll get some awful like University of Michigan go blue like merch that I'll wear. Uh, that's, so speaking that's of, a, how's the orange looking? Like yeah, football season's right around the corner, Bob. How's the orange? <laughs> Have you added anything? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Carrier Dome. Do you ever see Tennessee stuff in New York when you're moving around? Do you ever see Vol stuff? Do I ever see Vol's merch? No, just like people wearing Vol stuff. No. But don't, but but doesn't like the Tennessee alumni have a bar in New York? I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they do. do. Okay. There's a very like there's a there's a there's a cool Georgia bar that a lot of the Brooklyn Redder types. Bob, Bob, Bob. What? 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 No one cares Georgia. about the Georgia bar. No one cares the, about the, the Georgia only, bar. The only reason I know is because in 2014, yeah. I was debating on moving out to New York City with a friend of mine, and. He went to KU, and I was, you know, basically, you know, going to move out there with him and, you know, try and find a job, all that. And so we were looking at some of the bars because the place where he was at was close to either an LSU or Wisconsin bar. There's, there's a bar for pretty much every. Yeah, and that's what he was saying. He was like, there was, he said, like, there's so many. He's like, there was like a row of bars. It's like an Ohio State bar, a KU bar, all that. There, was, was, like, there, oh. was, there was a bar in the, there was a bar years ago. I don't know if it still is, but uh, that was, that, that on Sundays transformed into a Cincinnati Bengals bar. I could see that. It was a regular East Village type spot, but for some reason Cincinnati Bengals picked that as their home away from home. I have hmm. no idea why, but if you really want to, you know, watch a bunch of, if you wanted to get deep into like Jeff Blake at the time, that was the place <laughs> to be. Freaking Jeff Blake. Yeah. There you go. Um, my pick of the week, Boy Behind the Door. We watched that last night. Very, very good on uh, Shudder. And uh, it's uh, very much enjoyed that one. That was pretty Horror wild. Movie? Yeah. How do you recommend it? It's a good movie. It's only an hour and a half. Um, there you go. But we had a, dis- a disagreement, the fiance and I, because she did not like it last night. But what she liked was the uh, the new Netflix movie that came out that she made me watch two nights ago, the Hemsworth movie. Oh, how oh, was that? Man. It's so bad. It's <laughs> real. Okay, so I've heard I've heard that the acting is really good, but like the storyline is just like kind of all over the place. It's so over the place. It's it's so silly. Um, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I was. I, I, I finally sat down and watched Roadrunner last night. Uh, late last night on. HBO. What is that? It's the Anthony Bourdain documentary. Uh, okay. Oh, how was that? I mean, I, I, there was a bit of controversy around it at the time because she supposedly digitally recreated some quotes that he never said. Oh, are like, they to say digital recreated him? Like I was no, like, no, 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 what? No. no, there was some there was some some voiceover narration which he had never recorded an audio file of, but was from some things that he'd written. But they they used a lot of his writing as the as the voiceover narration. And in some instances there were existing audio files and in a couple of places those didn't exist and they wanted to use a specific chunk of text and so they did a little computer fun and recreated his voice to do those and that caused some growth. it's really it, for the, if you're a fan of Anthony Bourdain it's going to be enjoyable there's a lot of footage from before he became a TV star and that's always you know that's, that's 
I, I enjoyed watching that. And there's a lot of what went into the making of his show and how it happened, blah, blah, blah. The, the elephant in the room with the documentary is like, like there's no way to cover the end of his life in a way that's going to feel... Like, you could make an entire documentary about why he died, which would be exploitative and horrible, but the material is there. And it sort of, it didn't really address it, which is understandable because a lot of people didn't want to talk about it. And it also didn't, and it, but it, yet it sort of touched on it in a way that I think left everyone, or at least left me feeling kind of both unsatisfied and unsettled. I think mm. if you're going to... I think if you wanted to save the documentary, we're just not going to go into that. There's no way to do it, really, I think. Right. I don't think you can make a documentary about his life but without talking about how he took his life. And But there is no way to really talk about... But, but like, you can't explore a suicide in a documentary and talk about... And get to some feeling about a, an answer that feels true about why he took his life. Um, right. So the, the end part of it just ends up... You end up ending on the wrong note... Hmm. Thing, which just I think leaves you feeling like that. Is it I, is, I, is it hard to end on a right note in that? No, sense, I or? don't think you can. I don't think there is a. I don't. I. 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 You know, in thinking about it, I. I don't think there was a way to. I don't know if there was a way for a documentary to do that that would have felt both that would have that could have worked. Right. Um, but they sort of tried to have their cake and eat it too with this, which ended up. I think feeling, I think they needed to make a choice to either just really just be like, look, this is going to be very messed up and we're going to really go into this, or we are going to discuss the part of his life that doesn't include this, neither of which is a perfect choice either, but would have been yeah. better than sort of what they gave you doing it. Yeah. Than, than what it ended up being, but it, it looks all in all, I think it's, 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 it's a well-made documentary and, and I think it does a good job of exploring who he was, who he was when he was not on TV. And so I think for if you are if you're a fan of his either his the, the programs that he made the books that he wrote you know or just him as a as a, as a person in the world I think it's worth watching it's not speaking of things that are not an easy watch it's not an easy watch mm. but it's on HBO if you want to watch it if you and you pay for that streaming service among many there you go yeah on that said note. On that sad note, uh, Andrew, do you have anything you'd like to plug for Detroit Free Press this week? Uh, no, but possibly soon. There you go. I think that's what we call a plug in the biz. I'm I'm all on the I'm on the possibly soon. Tip. Well, you're writing like 93 stories at one time. Yeah, you're a multiple story kind of guy at one time. Uh, I, got, I got my hand on a lot of pots. I got yeah. a lot of wheels are spinning, plates are spinning on sticks. They're all in the air. It's fine. Can you do that? The, the spinning plate thing? Yeah. Like Red no. Panda? Mm. No. No, that's okay. very difficult. No. I break <laughs> plates that aren't on sticks. I don't need to add a degree of difficulty. Okay. There you go. Bob Silverman yeah. at Bob Sayada, Aham, Free Press, all that good stuff. Thank you guys, as always. And I will talk to you both next week. All right, y'all. That'll do it for the Monday, June 20th. 2022 edition here on the chase most podcast on the blue wire pod network uh just one part on today's edition of the program uh should be a jam-packed uh week for you guys here on the program so i appreciate uh you kicking things off in your podcast listening with the chase most podcast so greatly appreciate uh you guys checking out the pod and uh, making the chase most podcast part of your daily listen uh new episodes uh on this very feed just about every day every week so always look out for that uh multiple parts each 
uh, each available on this very feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and you have not already done so, please, please, please make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if that is indeed your podcast player of choice. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Podcast. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Email the program with any mailbag stuff, any questions you have about the show, or just want to get in touch at uh, Podcast at gmail.com uh new episode coming tomorrow but uh yeah you guys have yourself a great monday and i will talk to y'all tomorrow uncle darren nope uncle Derek. let's go nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah